Welcome back to Coffee with Kojo, a podcast produced by students in the School of Communication and Journalism at South Dakota State University. My name is Rocky Daly, and I'm an associate professor in the school. This episode of Coffee with Kojo is hosted by graduate student McKay Iverson and features a discussion with director of the school, Lyle Olson, and associate director, Josh Westwick. Today on Coffee with Kojo, we've got two guests with us, our fearless Kojo leaders, Dr. Lyle Olson and Dr. Josh Westwick. Thanks for joining us, Josh and Lyle. You're welcome. Happy to be here. How are your semesters off to starting off? I was telling folks last week that it was surprisingly uneventful. Um, yeah. Things have picked up a little bit this week, but still it's been going fairly smoothly. So it was, uh, it was a nice relief after what we might have anticipated. I will echo Lyle's comments. Uh, last week, at the end of the week, I was like, oh, we've got this. Smooth sailing, no, no hiccups. But this week, certainly things have, have picked up, but in, in a good way. It's exciting to see some energy and enthusiasm on campus, and it's exciting to be back with our colleagues. So I guess busy is good. I'd rather be busy than bored. Yeah, for sure. I know, I, at least from my end, everything seems to be going well. I haven't noticed any huge hiccups or anything. So that's good. That's good. So I know we're kind of talking about getting back into normal and being back on campus. But you know, we did just recently do this. So maybe think back to quarantine. What is your favorite way to waste time? Well, I'll tell you, one of the perks about the quarantine period when we were working at home, for me is I maybe learned to manage my time a little bit better and based on advice from from medical professionals who were saying be sure to take care of yourself i maybe focused on me um, a little bit more which was was probably good and so i found that being able to work from home right you can you can do things during the day while you're working like your laundry yeah. or or prepping for dinner so I found myself with a lot more free time in the evening, so I I dove into some um, some television uh, programs. So I watched a, quite a bit of, of Netflix, and that was uh, was a really good way to maintain my sanity. Yeah, I'll echo that. I mean, I've shared uh, to folks for decades that my first job was at a newspaper where I didn't have to punch the clock. And if I didn't feel like working, I could go play golf and then I could work in the evening or I could work more on Saturday and I could just pretty much, as long as I got my work done, they didn't care if I was in or not. And uh, quarantine was kind of a continuation of that. You know, if I was in the middle of the afternoon and I wasn't being very productive, I'd go for a walk or watch some TV or read or just take a break and come back to it when I was productive. So uh, I, I kind of missed that over the last week and a half here. I've, uh, I'm here in the office sometimes thinking, you know, I'm not getting much done. I'd just as soon go do something, but not quite as flexible. I was thinking about quarantine and, and Lyle, I don't know why, but you made me think of the work that was done on my house when we were in quarantine. And you, you know, that was a really long drawn out process, but what was ended up being sort of funny about it, but also a little bit disturbing is that during the process when we were basically working from home and we were told stay at home if you don't have to be outside. I was having some work done on my house and they had scraped the house and were painting it. So they covered all of the windows um, with plastic. But then, because we had an early sort of nice start to spring and then the weather <laughs> took a turn for the worse. 
So I was wrapped in plastic for three <laughs> or four weeks during the quarantine without any work happening on the house. So that's when I started to go a little stir crazy, right? Because you're at home, now I'm wrapped in plastic, I can't see outside. My blood pressure went up a little bit, but I got through it. Yeah, I can imagine just being wrapped in plastic for three to four weeks and just, oh, yikes. I know for me, when I was working from home too, it, I, yeah, like you guys said, you could, you could kind of work when you needed to, take productivity breaks when you needed to. I found that my normal like sleep schedule was from like 2 a.m. to 10 a.m. And I hated that. <laughs> so I am glad to be back in the office, glad to be back early in the morning, you know, get my day started earlier. Because I don't know why, but just not waking up till 10 a.m. for me. I almost feel like I lost most of my day for some reason. I don't, I don't know if that's normal or not, but. You know, one thing we haven't mentioned and that I'm sure I'll admit it and I'll see if you guys will admit it as well. A problem being working from home on quarantine was the refrigerator <laughs> and the yes. snack cupboard was always only a few feet away. And that is not the same at work. So that was a little bit of a, a problem at first that I had to start monitoring myself. <laughs> yes, always having that availability made it a little difficult to ignore. Josh, I know you mentioned you got some Netflix in. Anything worth binge watching? Oh, that's tough now to put me on the spot and think <laughs> about what did I actually, what did I actually watch while I was on break? And I'm not going to be able to recall anything. I think I finished Wentworth. While I was on, while we were in quarantine, the politician is something that I um, also watched. I know, I know, there's others, McCabe. I'm just, they're not gonna. I'm not gonna be able to give you a list right now. But I, sure. I got, I finally was able to join the rest of the world in their in the conversation about what they're watching on Netflix. That was yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's it's always an interesting conversation. I mean, especially when that's during quarantine when that's one of the only things to really, you know, do to keep yourself entertained, locked up in your house. It's, yeah, they're fun conversations to have. So now with, you know, being back in the office, things getting a little bit back to normal with, you know, some still guidelines here and there, what would your perfect weekend look like? I've had, I've had some perfect weekends. I mean, we, uh, because there's no, nothing to do really without going somewhere. We, uh, we have a lake cabin and we've used that a lot more than, than, um, we have in the past. So for several weekends in a row, uh, usually on Saturday afternoon, we, we take off and go down there and just hang out and do whatever, uh, the weather allows. And, um, sometimes I don't come back till Monday morning. So uh, it's been, it's been kind of nice. Yeah, and I would agree with Lyle, you know, despite the constraints um, that we are under, it's, it was a great summer, and I had spent a lot, so I spent um, at least one day uh, a weekend with my sister, and, and uh, of the weekend with my sister and her family, um, so we try to keep our circle close, right, and tight, um, so that we can still spend some time with one another. I love the spring and the summer, so I can work, um, work outside. Um, I like to plant flowers and, and keep up my garden and love to mow the grass. So it so started out great. Now it's really dry and everything's sticky and, and gross and I'm kind of over it at this point. But um, I, I spent a lot of time on the weekends outside, which was awesome. 
Yeah, I agree. It was definitely still a good summer, I think. I mean, definitely from a different perspective. But, um, yeah, I mean, still kind of keeping that your circle a little lower than it might normally be and still being able to find things to do. I know my summer, a lot of my plans got, you know, shifted, obviously, but we were still able to, you know, keep ourselves entertained. So Right. I did, I will say, Brookings always has, I think, some really great summer traditions that I I certainly missed. You know, there's always those Prairie Repertory Theater productions in the summer, the Brookings Community Band Concert, certainly the the Brookings Summer Arts Festival. So um, it was was unusual in that we couldn't enjoy um, those festivities, but I guess it just means we have that much more to look forward to next summer. Yeah, and uh, definitely appreciate it a lot more. Where is the craziest place you've ever been? And post-quarantine and post-pandemic, would you go back? I've been fortunate to be able to travel quite a bit and and hit some of my bucket list items. And uh, are are you thinking about Mount Everest in Nepal? Anything, yeah. I I had the chance to go there in 2014, and uh, I still think about that fairly regularly about, oh my goodness, I got to stand in the shadow. Well, not really, but... uh, of Mount Everest. I was several miles, quite a few miles away, but at least I got to wave at it. So I've had lots of experiences like that where I've been places that uh, I can't believe I've gotten to. I don't really particularly care to go back to any of them because there's still a whole bunch more I haven't been to. So I'd kind of like to break new ground. Sure. That's a, that's a very good point. I once had a very exciting trip to Ward, South Dakota to eat at the steakhouse (laughs) and it was a real adventure. I, I have to be honest, I have do not have the travel experience that Lyle has, nor the stories. So I will I will defer to him. <laughs> I, I just saw an ad in the local town and country shopper last night for the Old Ham Saloon. Have you been there, Josh? I have not. Sounds like I a- have been to Old Ham, but I've not been but I was a kid, so it sounds like a pretty interesting menu, and uh, I, I was tr- racking my brain trying to think of some other places, and Ward is one of those, so thanks for getting that on my radar screen. I'm going to try to do that. Hey, great, great place to have dinner. Where is Oldham, you said? South and west of Olga, a few miles. It's not too far away. Oh, right okay. I, I, I didn't know. <laughs> When you're traveling on 14 west of Volga, there's a sign for it, but I, I've never actually been there. It's not too far away, is it, Josh? No, I don't think so. Maybe 20, 25 minutes. Okay. Oh, okay. Interesting. I might have to check it out. I mean, I personally, I don't have a lot of reasons to go that direction, so I guess I wouldn't ever see it. If you ever find yourself in a bad mood, what do you do to improve it? Call Lyle. Call <laughs> Lyle. <laughs> I think, you know, taking some time to just reflect on those situations and and knowing that it's okay to walk away for a little bit is probably the best strategy that, um, that I use. I think we, we have positions that are, are demanding. Um, and I think, and I hope you would agree that Lyle and I play off of one another really well. And we, we, we have different, um, strengths and that really comes into is a huge benefit when it comes into dealing with challenges or stressful times. So I think for me, I just walk away, but I also have to say like, because of the unique relationship that we have, I don't find myself having a lot of those, those bad, bad days, right? There's certainly some frustrations in any, any job or in, in, in living life, but just, just walking away and cooling off and knowing, you know, you can always come back to it. 
Yeah, I'd agree. Um, I don't have a lot either. I, um, there's, there's quite a bit of research, of course, that exercise helps with stress, but specifically biking seems to because it's, it's not quite as strenuous as running and other activities where you, you sweat and your heart pounds and stuff. Um, so I find that when I get on my bike and ride to work, um, I'm in much better mood to get started. And uh, if I'm on, starting on the way home and it's been a bad day, by the time I get there, I kind of forget about it all. So that's kind of helpful. And then I often read. I just say, well, things aren't going well. I'm just going to go grab my National Geographic or whatever and just read. Yeah, definitely. I know something you mentioned, Josh, really made me think. I have noticed a lot with you guys, you're very good about if somebody asks you something, you'll say, um, oh, go ask, you know, Josh might be a better person for this or Lyle might be a better person for this. So you guys are very much aware of both of your strengths and weaknesses, which I think obviously works well for you guys and it works well for me and I'm sure, you know, everybody else in Kojo too. So it's one of the reasons Kojo has the mojo and it's so <laughs> awesome. Yes. Kojo definitely has the mojo. That is true. What is something popular now that annoys you? I guess just off the top of my head, you know, like any generation, there's there's some music styles that uh, that I just don't get into, and that uh, you know, when I walk into a restaurant or something, I'll think to myself, do they have to have that on in the background? <laughs> I want to have a conversation. I don't want to listen to that. <laughs> yeah, some restaurants are just loud, no matter what music they're playing. They're it's just loud. I think for me right now, and I'm going to go in a completely different different direction. It is probably individuals posting or sharing false information through social and digital media platforms. Mm -hmm. um, I've, I've, you know, because of what we do and, and the training we're providing to, to students and, and business professionals on how to make sure that we are thoroughly doing our research and sharing the most appropriate and updated information in an ethical and appropriate platform. I think that I've, I've just over the years become so much more aware of that and find myself increasingly frustrated um, when I see people sharing information that hasn't been uh, validated or is not accurate or truthful. Something for me, which is a little different. I, I used to absolutely despise TikTok. I, before I downloaded it, people would send them to me all the time. And I just, I just never found them funny or interesting. So I would just be like, you oh, whatever. But then one day during quarantine, of course, I downloaded it and then, you know, spent three hours just scrolling through my phone, scrolling through TikToks. And now, even if I don't find them funny, I still just waste my time, I guess, <laughs> scrolling through TikTok. So I don't know if either of you guys have TikTok, but. I'm a huge follower of Lyle. Um, he's I made that up. He does not have TikTok. <laughs> I, I don't have it either. I'm amazed though at how popular it is with our our student body and especially mm -hmm. those potential students who are 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 still in high school. Right? It's mm -hmm. just like, crazy the impact that it's had. Yeah, definitely. And I think Kojo actually has a student or two or more than that that's gone viral a few times on the app. So that's. That's kind of fun. I still follow Twitter, and, and it's just funny how you get hooked up with somebody. I mean, recently, somehow, I got on with LeVar Burton, you know, so now I'm getting all kinds of uh, feeds about all his friends, including Brent Spinar, <laughs> you know, the, uh, the, one of the actors on Star Trek, and uh, uh, it's just kind of fun to follow all that. So I've got enough to entertain me without TikTok. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, it would definitely end up taking a lot of your time. <laughs> so, all right, well, thank you guys for joining us today. Thanks for having us. Yeah, okay. absolutely. All right, thank you guys. Take care. Our next episode will be available on September 25th and feature more conversations with faculty within the School of Communication and Journalism. This podcast is a property of the School of Communication and Journalism at South Dakota State University, which reserves all rights to its use. Music by Cody M. Johnson and Tyler Addison James is licensed through AMP Music. <laughs>